Hello, everybody, and welcome to the quick hit edition of the KSF podcast. This will be the second episode, and today we're going to go over the Melvin Gordon situation in L.A. with the Chargers. Right now, he's looking for a contract extension worth around $13 million. Supposedly, the Chargers have offered him one at $10 million per year. So on this episode, we're going to go over the other contracts that have been given out to some of the top running backs in the league. And we'll also go over more in-depth into their stats other than just basic yards and touchdowns and yards per carry and see how he really compares to them and whether or not he deserves the 13 million that he feels like he does or he deserves closer to the 10 million a year that the Chargers are offering him. Everybody enjoy the episode. All right, so before I get into giving you the different numbers and where Gordon compares to other running backs in the price range that he's asking for, uh, it's going to be three different metrics that I'm going to use, and that's uh, DYAR, or Defense Adjusted Yards Above Replacement. This gives the value of the performance on plays where the running back carried or caught the ball compared to replacement level, adjusted for situation and opponent, and then translate it into yardage. Uh, the next stat I'll be given is the DVOA, or Defense Adjusted Value Over Average. This number represents value per play over an average running back in the same game situation. The more positive DVOA rating, the better the player performance. Negative DVOA represents below average offense. Uh, Simpler way to put it, DYAR means a running back with more total value. DVOA means a running back with more value per play. And then as well as I'm going to go over the success rate, and this number represents the player's consistency measured by successful running plays divided by total running plays. And those will be the three three numbers that I use uh, to compare Gordon to, to other guys and how he fares and you know where that where that compares in the price range that the other guys are making compared to what he wants and if that value is comparable or not comparable. So does Melvin Gordon deserve the $13 million a year he wants, or does he deserve closer to the $10 million a year that the Chargers have supposedly currently offered him on the table? Uh, first, I think we need to look at a couple other contracts just to get an idea of who he wants to be paid like. Uh, the biggest thing you're going to notice is uh, there's not going to be rookies. I'm not going to mention just because they're on rookie deals and I don't necessarily feel like their contracts apply to Melvin Gordon in his situation. Uh, The guys that I'm going to compare him to are guys that have signed their extensions. So we'll have a good idea where his value lies on the most recent extensions at the running back spots and whether he deserves that that top money or not. Uh, Let's get right into it. Uh, First is Zeke just signed his six-year, $90 million deal at 15 a year. Then you got Gurley at four years, $57.5 million, uh, almost $14.5 a year. Bell, four years, $52.5 million, a little over 13 a year. And then you got David Johnson at $13 million a year. So those are the one, two, three, four guys that are comparable to what Gordon's looking for. A couple other guys that signed deals at closer to the $8 million range yet yet Freeman signed an extension a few years ago at five years forty one million. Uh, McKinnon obviously signed his contract two years ago, four years thirty million. And then you got Lamar Miller, four years twenty six, and Deion Lewis, four years twenty million. 
But let's get into the to the value Gordon brings compared to those other guys. Obviously, I mentioned to you the the statistics that I'm going to be using outside of you know the basic rushing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, things of that nature, yards per carry. But really, get to their to their value. So what Gordon in his DYAR, he was ranked 29th, 29th, and fifth in the past three seasons. His DVOA is 29th, 33rd, and third, and his success rate is 26th, 41st, and ninth over the past three years. But something I want to look at in regards to his rushing numbers is the offensive line that have been, that's been put in front of him. And over the past three years, according to PFF, he's played behind the 31st, 24th, and 30th best offensive lines. So obviously you could see his numbers aren't, his value isn't as great, but he also hasn't had the line in front of him to be as successful. So when you look at his numbers last year, you know, he, f- he finished fifth in DYAR, third in DVOA, and ninth in success rate behind the 30th ranked offensive line. It shows he, at least for last year, he was extremely valuable. Obviously, the years before, not so much. He wasn't as valuable as you would like, especially, at least for him, you know, wanting $13 million a year. So when you see the Chargers offer him 10 and you look at that, it, it makes you wonder because it's like, are you, you know, you're going to put a, a good enough offensive line in front of him for him to be successful. But, but then you also look at it, well, even if we do, how much success can we really get from him being our bell cow? And I understand the point that they're making because you look at his yards per carry, he hasn't averaged four yards per carry in his entire career. But then you look at his offensive line and you kind of understand why he hasn't. But I also don't think that's a good enough excuse when you're trying to be paid as a top five running back in the NFL. I think you got to make do with what you have and show you have significant value above your offensive line. But outside of that, let's take a look at his receiving numbers and how they compare because obviously you're paying a workhorse back. You want a guy that could catch the ball. And for the past three seasons, his DYAR, uh, 9th, 18th, and 19th. His DVOA, 9th, 28th, and 22nd. And his catch rate, 72%, 70%, and 76%. So as a receiver, uh, a little bit more value than he has as a running back, even though his rushing is, is a little bit more tied to the offensive line. The receiving, not so much. That's that's more on him. So not a terrible receiver. It's, you know, slightly above, not slightly average receiver when it comes to his numbers. So not, not bringing a ton of value there. Um, bringing a little bit of value as a runner, especially you look at last year. But the biggest thing is you got to compare him to the guys that he's looking for money-wise. You know, you look at you look at Zeke and Gurley, who are making Zeke, Gurley, Bell, DJ, who are all making 13 plus a year, and you take a look at their values. In DYAR, you got first, seventh, ninth, 37th, second, first, ninth, 42nd, third, and fourth. So majority of those numbers, those guys are in the top five top 10 in their, in their DYAR value. And then in DVOA, you got 6th, 8th, 18th, 37th, 4th, 1st, 17th, 40th, 5th, and 11th. Same thing. A lot of top 10 numbers in there. 
for those guys. And then success rate, second, second, 18th, sixth, fourth, fourth, 13th, 43rd, third, and 11th. So a ton of top five numbers there rushing for those guys as well. So when it comes to at least the, the rushing value, those guys have shown you know significantly more than Gordon. But I want to get to their offensive line rankings so you guys could have a better idea of, of how that value is really spread out from those guys compared to Gordon. So the offensive line rankings for those guys, you got 2nd, 4th, 14th, 27th, 6th, 6th, 3rd, 12th, 26th, and 32nd. So, And that 26th and 32nd, by the way, is for David Johnson. So he, he hasn't had a good offensive line in front of him his entire career. But other than that, Zeke, Gurley, Bell have had pretty good, you know, top top five, top six O-lines in front of them, and it's clearly shown in their value. So I think if, if you're the Chargers, at least if you want to keep Gordon, you got to improve that offensive line a little bit if you want to squeeze out uh, all the value that he has going on. But let's take a look at the receiving numbers for the rest of those guys. Uh DYAR, 11th, 43rd, 20th, 35th, 2nd, 12th, 1st, 50th, 2nd, 11th, DVOA, 5th, 43rd, 29th, 39th, 7th, 20th, 4th, 43rd, 12th, and 9th. And then catch rates, pretty much, you got 80% for Bell, 67 for DJ, 74 for Gurley, and almost 80% for Zeke. So receiving value... As you could see, uh, Gordon stacks up pretty well with those guys. Outside of really mm, Bell, he's he's pretty much on par with those guys. So at least when it comes to his receiving numbers, he's got a good point to, to be able to make that money, to get paid that money. But uh, also a big part of, of that workload is staying healthy. Uh, you look at Zeke. He's been healthy his entire career. I mean, past three years, he's played 15 games, 10 games, six missed due to suspension, and 15 games. So health has been there. Gurley, obviously, he has a tendonitis this year, so we'll see. But regardless of this year, he's played 16, 15, and 14 games the past three years. Bell, uh, he didn't. He held out last year, so nothing against him on that. And then the other two years, he played 15 games, and then he played 12 out of a possible 12 games the year before that with being suspended the first four games of the season. Then you got David Johnson, played 16 games last year. year before, played one game, broke his wrist first week of the season. A uh, year before that, 16. And then you got Gordon. He's played 12 games, 16 games, and 11 games. Uh, obviously with him, there's no suspensions, nothing like that. It's It's been him getting banged up, you know, two out of those three years and him missing, you know, pretty significant time, four games and five games. So when you take into account that, you know, you also, if you're going to pay a guy money, you, you want him out there all the time, you know, being able to produce and and earn that money that, that you're giving him. So overall, you take a look at those numbers. Gordon doesn't stack up as well as the elite guys. Obviously, he hasn't had the best offensive line, but also hasn't brought the most value as well to his team. I mean, I don't know if last year is something that will continue for him. Granted, it was in a 12-game sample size, so his health, I think, is is a huge reason 
the Chargers are offering him $10 million, more so than the value they think he brings to the team. For me, I'm the type of guy, I don't need a workhorse. I, I would prefer to spread out my workload at running back amongst guys and, and have them play to their strengths. You know, if you can get a workhorse guy, great. I don't think I'm necessarily, you know, drafting or looking for that. If it happens, it happens. But I would look for more of a committee approach just because a lot of the successful teams nowadays, they take that approach. And I think as a smart GM, as a smart coach, you should look around the league and see what other teams are doing and implement that yourself and to your team in order to gain success. Obviously, running schemes and all that are are a huge deal. You got to find guys that fit and whatnot. But you know that's on the scouting department. That's on you know the guys looking looking for the right fit for what you have, but also letting them know what you need and what you want to have. But the situation too in, with the Chargers is a little bit different because they have two other running backs that have shown to be pretty successful so it's not like Gordon's holding out and they don't have anyone or the guys that they've been putting out there have just completely bombed and it's like holy crap we have the worst running backs in the NFL they actually have some pretty comparable running backs playing behind Gordon in Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson Justin Jackson was a rookie last year you look at his numbers not great he's more of a little bit of a bigger back can handle low you know the the short yardage bang out a couple yards for you, wear out the defense, isn't going to do anything special in the passing game, is a good pass blocker. So, you know, a stable back, nothing great, nothing that would worry me about Gordon. But when you pair up Jackson with Eckler, now that's different. Now you actually have a decent combo back there that I think is just as good as having Melvin Gordon in the backfield, if not potentially slightly better. Um, because all of Eckler's number, his DYAR, his DVOA, and his success rate, all were in top 15 back range. But on top of that, his receiving skills were elite. So when you look at the, the running styles and in the run game with Eckler and Justin Jackson, I think you have just as good of a running back as Melvin Gordon. But now when you take into the receiving game, I actually think they improve a little bit. And that was, that was actually Gordon's stronger suit. Compared to his running in the past couple of years. So you take that into account. And now I really see where the Chargers are coming from. And if I have to make an opinion on this, on, on if I think they should give him the money or not, um, I would not give him the $13 million that he wants. I think he's worth closer to that $10 million range. Uh, maybe a little bit less, probably closer to $9 million, but I understand, you know, the league's making more money. Guys' contracts are always going up. So I, I don't have much of a problem if they want to offer him closer to the $10 million range, you know, especially depending on the guaranteed money because that makes a huge difference, you know, what percentage of the contract is guaranteed, how much of the extension is guaranteed that you're giving him, what's the signing bonus. But I think what the Chargers offered him at $10 million a year is more than fair. And I also don't see any team that would be willing right now to trade assets and pay Gordon uh, what he wants on top of having to trade assets from their team and then you know handicapping them with the cap salary with paying him as a top five running back. 
So I think a trade is – I would be shocked if they found someone unless there was a team that Gordon wanted to go to and he'd be willing to, you know, play with them for the $10 million a year instead of for the Chargers because he felt disrespected or whatnot. But I think what the Chargers offered him is more than a fair deal, and I think that Gordon is overestimating – his value as a running back. He obviously sees himself as a top five guy. I don't. The numbers don't. Um, I do believe confidence is key, though. You know, if you're an athlete, you, you need to be confident, so I don't blame him for that. I'm not going to troll him or get on him for for having confidence because he's taking the right approach of, of what you should do as an athlete. But contract-wise, I think his $13 million a year is too high. I think the Chargers ten million a year is dead on and the Chargers should stand you know, stand their ground and you know, if when he comes back, he comes back, you play him. You know, he's not a bad back. He's you know, he's a good back, he's got some talent. Especially you put him in there with Eckler and you got a you got a nice combo back there. But uh, I would not I do do not think Gordon is worth that thirteen million a year. Thank you everybody for listening to the second episode of the quick hit edition of the KSF podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed. Um, Don't forget, whatever platform you're listening on, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think, whether the Chargers should should give him the money, should not give him the money, should trade him, whatever they may do. Uh, As well, don't forget to follow on Instagram and Twitter, at KSF Podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter, at KSF Podcast. As well, Football Sunday is here. I hope everybody enjoys it, and uh, hopefully no one started Anthony Miller on Thursday on their fantasy team like I did. If you did, I feel your pain, but we'll get through it on Sunday. The other guys will carry the load, and hopefully we all get a W. And for whatever football teams you guys are rooting for, best of luck to them, unless it's the Cowboys or the Eagles. But uh, other than that, everyone have a good weekend. Enjoy. And don't forget, Instagram, Twitter, KSF Podcast. Check it out. Check it out on YouTube, whatever platforms. Like, subscribe. Peace.